Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitters. We use research-backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who are former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. Cam, how you doing, man? How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, getting things prepped uh, for my move to Thailand, but apart from you know the stress and anxiety, it's pretty good. <laughs> We're ready for you. A couple other people arrived in the last couple of days. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it seems like it's quite going to be quite a few of us get to work on game quitters and uh, start. Uh, dominating i guess <laughs> world domination that's the, that's the goal yeah <laughs> well uh, a hot topic with the uh, game quitters recently and uh, around the world has been this talk of esports and uh, the future of esports it's especially been a lot of controversy in the media and so on today's episode we're just gonna we're gonna talk about the future of esports get some uh, get some ideas from the man himself Camadere, the founder of Game Quitters, will discuss how it relates to traditional sports and what that means for the future, especially with kids as young as 13 getting involved and spending their entire life dedicated to uh, uh, this new sport. I just want to get your uh, opinion, first of all, on a couple of things. Obviously, with the uh, the recent Fortnite World Cup, uh, things have been quite booming in the uh, the media on YouTube and especially on our side on Game Quitters, and uh, I guess we'll get it out of the way first of all. Are you for or against esports uh, as a whole? Overall, I'm pretty pro esports. I think that you know, obviously, most people who play video games are completely fine, and some have a problem. And I really try to be fairly neutral about gaming. I'm not against gaming. I'm just wanting to make sure that if someone out there is struggling that they're able to get help and I believe they deserve help and for everyone else that they're able to game in peace and just enjoy the hobby and passion that they have and esports is one avenue of that I think it can be great especially for job creation not just as a player but also working within the industry within the events or as a caster in social media managing a team, being involved in a lot of different ways, the opportunity to get scholarships to college, be able to have some structures for high schools and, and so on. You know, I, I think all of that is is a positive overall. And there's certainly some concerns that I have. Yeah, I think that's a a big part of esports that kind of gets overlooked. It's not just the competitors. There's huge marketing teams, there's uh, coaches and um even fitness uh, personal trainers getting involved. There's so many different opportunities for people in this esports industry that it's uh, it's definitely something that shouldn't be overlooked. And uh, I think in game quitters we 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 have a bit of a hard time convincing people we're not anti gaming, we're not anti esports. That we just want people to enjoy what they want to enjoy, and the people who need the help can uh, get the help that they need. But uh, I think it's, uh, the Fortnite World Cup brought about a big 
concern for a lot of people and parents especially that uh, they see these kids 16 years old 14 years old whatever it is earning millions of dollars and uh, a big issue that's come about is this idea that kids are going to be justifying their excessive gaming use in school and college on the basis that they'll become an esports pro do you think that's a valid concern Absolutely. It's a valid concern. And I think it's a concern that we should all be paying a lot of attention to. There's no doubt that seeing a 16-year-old earn $3 million playing Fortnite will give the hope to a lot of other teenagers out there in the world that they too could be able to do that. And it's not that I don't want people to dream or you know pursue their passion or, or try to make it a career. And also, I was a very high-level hockey player, and I have a perspective on how difficult it was to actually make it to become a professional. And esports, if anything, is even more competitive. There's more people all over the world who play video games. You don't have to travel as much to different tournaments unless you're really at the top. You can do it from your bedroom at home. You know, everyone kind of has a computer, and so just the competition to be a professional is extremely high. And especially when you're a teenager, you really want to be setting a lot of good habits and you want to be setting yourself up for the future. So even if you were to make it as an esports player, the average career of an esports star is three years or, or less. So even if you do make it and you're one of very few overall that do, the reality is that it's not going to be a long, sustainable career. It's going to be a couple of years. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then you're going to have to look on to what else are you going to do with the rest of your life. And so obviously streaming kind of enhances your ability to, to earn money or to make a living or, you know, it definitely prolongs careers. But I definitely think it's just making sure you're doing a lot of this with a lot of awareness and intention. And that's one reason why I really encourage maybe not esports as a player, but esports as an industry, because whether you're a writer for esports or you're working, you know, on the marketing side, you could take those skills and apply them in any other industry. Whereas being an esports player, those skills don't necessarily translate to other industries in the same way. Yeah, I think that's a great uh great point to make uh, just to touch on something you did mention briefly that link between traditional sports and esports is something that gets brought up quite a lot and uh especially on the argument from the uh, from the gamers side they say that it's not really much different from someone pursuing basketball or football or hockey or whatever it might be um but it's quite important to realize that these people who are pursuing traditional sports are getting a lot more exercise they're a lot more health conscious and the people who are perhaps gaming uh, or training to become a professional gamer spending all this time in their room they've got limited social lives in a lot of cases and uh, i think that's something that a lot of people need to be mindful of uh, there's certainly some health concerns associated with gaming um but do you think there's anything in particular that people should be doing if they are pursuing this this competitive gaming career um, to ensure that they're not destroying their physical health in the process. 
the most important thing is to recognize that the thing that separates people who are professional in an industry and those who are merely wannabes is all the extra things that they do in order to succeed. So back to my experience, I played high level hockey in Canada. It's a massive industry there. And I was a teenager. I was doing, uh, you know, meditation and yoga, things like that as a team before practice that happened before school. I was leaving midday from school to go to dryland training and other elements of training. And, you know, this was a very serious thing that we had. And then come summertime, I was smoking weed and playing video games all day. Whereas other players within the league were training, doing all the extra effort that they could do, making sure their diet is really strong, you know, having just an active social life, lots of extra exercise. And those were the players who year after year after year of doing that were the ones who ended up succeeding. And I have friends who I grew up with, who I played against, who I trained with for years, and they actually made the NHL. They actually made game or not gaming, but hockey a profession. And I didn't. And the reason, at least one of the reasons, wasn't necessarily that they were that much more talented than me or they worked that much harder during the season, but it was in the off season. They were doing all the extra things to be able to give themselves a chance. And I was smoking weed and playing video games. So when it comes to gaming and pursuing esports or pursuing it as a career, there's already millions of people playing six, seven, eight, ten hours every single day. Doing that alone is not going to give you an advantage to become a professional. What's going to give you an advantage is your marketability. What's going to give you an advantage is the intention you put into those eight, nine, ten hours a day, not just playing and messing around, but being extremely intentional in your practice, surrounding yourself by other people who are doing really, really well and being in that sort of environment having a healthy diet, having exercise, being able to think very quickly and, and thoroughly. These are the elements that are going to help you succeed, not just playing a lot. And I think often, at least when it comes to esports, the focus is too much on just playing a lot when it's everything else that's going to make a difference. Yeah, that's definitely something I saw in uh, school growing up playing Call of Duty. I was brilliant into the game. But uh, I never put in that time to um, look after myself, to put the practice in, to learn the tactics, the strategies that the pros were using. And as a result, I just sort of stagnated in my progress and never really got anywhere, um, even though I did have aspirations to get into esports at some point. But in terms of um, people realizing this intention, this process of becoming professional, do you think that that falls um, under the responsibility of the player or do you think the industry could be doing more to support players who want to go and become competitive gamers? I think it's a mix of both. First, I believe that the industry itself has to have a culture that is focused on helping people pursue it in a very healthy and sustainable way. And overall, I'll, I'll say that I think I've seen a pretty positive response from the industry within esports of 
investing in sports psychology, investing in trainers, investing in the health of their players. The reality is that esports involves you playing a lot and sitting in a dark room and these sorts of things. So you're going to have to put all this extra effort into focusing on the opposite. So that's the first thing. You know, and I do think that there needs to be a shift in the culture of just gaming themselves and, and the gamers within the community where there's more of a focus and accountability on encouraging people to be gaming in a healthy way instead of just gaming a lot. And hopefully, you know, as we continue to go forward, gamers themselves will put more of an effort into changing the culture within gaming. So that's what I would like to see going forward. And hopefully the esports industry and as esports continues to grow, it can be a positive example of that and maybe lead the way. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, esports has a huge potential to be a force for good, especially as it becomes such a big powerhouse in this uh, in the sporting world. I think what's the statistic? It's going to be one of the biggest or the most watched sports leagues in the world behind the NFL, which I think is just kind of crazy. Just one thing I want to finish up on. Is there anything that you personally would like to see uh, coming from the, uh, the industry, uh, whether it's directly linked to gaming addiction uh, or support for people or even just uh, more research into gaming as a whole? I think esports really can be a force for good. And I would love to see esports be a platform to share these messages of healthy, balanced play and exercise and nutrition and really valuing uh, overall health perspective, not just a let's be hardcore gamer perspective. And I'd love to see things like warning signs at tournaments because, like you said, tournaments and matches get huge views. And currently all I see when I watch any sort of esports tournament is gambling advertisements like Betway and esports betting websites instead of, hey, if you're struggling with gaming, you know, here's some things to keep in mind or here's a place you go to talk to people or you'll make sure that you keep gaming to be healthy and balanced because it is recognized by the World Health Organization and, you know, some people do struggle and I just, you know, would love to see that message be baked into everything that esports does from tournaments to supporting their players to communicating that out to the world and, and even just spectators themselves. And, you know, hopefully we get there. And, and if not, then, you know, we'll find other avenues. But I think esports can be a really great platform for that. And hopefully that's the direction that they decide to go. Well, I think that's a great, uh, great place to finish up on. Could definitely use a lot of it going forward when we have these discussions with both gamers and non-gamers around the esports and even parents in general because so i think it's a huge uh, place where we need to raise more awareness they have no idea what's going on really but yeah thanks for uh, thanks for joining me cam it's been a uh, been a great talk i think and next time it'll be in thailand yeah we'll have to uh, have to do some in-person episodes <laughs> go studio recording and uh, record it all with a <laughs> get like the uh, the videos done and uh yeah i think it's uh can be a great way for us to uh spread more awareness for sure so thanks for having me i appreciate it and you know thanks everyone for for listening and and for being a part of this community it's it's a really fun special experience at least in my life and i know for the lives of a lot of other people and yeah i appreciate you james for stepping up and being involved and contributing in the ways that you are it helps a lot and 
it kind of takes a bit of a burden off my back, which uh, <laughs> is really helpful. Yeah, right now you're kind of like Atlas holding up the world <laughs> sort of thing. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and uh, spending your time talking to me about esports. Yeah, until next time, man. Cheers. Cheers.